planet Anyi. Planet Anyi. Hello everybody, welcome, welcome, or welcome back to Planet Anyi. I'm your host, Lynette. Welcome, welcome back. Hopefully this finds you well. Um, so today we've got a love storm brewing on the horizon, and it looks like we're going to be taking it on head-on this time, so that should be exciting. This is in light of it being February, and I thought, you know, what better time to do this than February? And initially, I was thinking of having this uploaded on February 14 or by February 14, but it is February 28 at this point, so it's two weeks later but you know better late than never um so yeah i thought it would be a good time to get this episode out there because i had initially planned out this episode and i'd written down everything i wanted to write down but since from the time i planned this episode out it's just been a lot of different shifts in perspective and just the way i look at this and I just thought it was really interesting, to be honest, because I feel like I was wilding before. But now I think my perspective is a little more refined. Um, but enough rambling from my part. Let's get on right into the episode. Um, so, yeah, I've just been kind of occupied and I'm really trying to really get my schedule uploads of uploads in order. That's still in progress, okay? Slowly but surely, it's going to happen. Um, so, so much has happened since the last episode, honestly. So I'm just going to start all the way back. So initially, I I signed up for this club at my school, at my uni. And it's a Bible studies club of sorts. Basically, you sit, you discuss different biblical issues, you talk about the Bible, you sit in community, there are different activities and things. I signed up all the way back in September and it's so funny because I never ever attended any of the meetings beforehand before this one specific one that triggered this sort of domino effect. I don't even know what else to call it but yeah like before that every time they would send out emails and stuff and they would specify before each meeting they would tell us what they would be discussing in each meeting, what verse, what topic, you know, that type of thing. And I'd read them and I'm like, and it, it wasn't even the fact that I wasn't interested in the topic. It was more so the fact that I I would always have some sort of excuse not to go. I'd be like, oh, I'm so busy. I have midterms. I have this assignment due. Um, I have this and that to do. But this one serendipitous day, this one time that I did the first time I did go, um, I went, I saw the topic and I saw it was a topic of love and I, you should have seen the speed I ran to be like, okay, I must attend this one. Like it was actually kind of embarrassing just relaying this to you guys right now, but that was kind of an added incentive for me to attend. And I was, you know, it was, it's, fe- it was February. It still is February, but it was February. So I was like, okay, it's probably relationships because it said love and specifically relationships. So I thought it would be romantic love and that type of thing. 
And I guess um, I was going based off of my previous notions. This is where this is going to kind of overlap. I promise there's a there's a cohesive purpose to all of this segueing, if that's even a word. But yeah, previously my conception of love, for some reason, I don't know why, has just been mainly focused on romantic love and yeah, basically relationships, romantic love, completely almost dis- completely disregarding other types of love, just love for the sake of it. And I feel like that was very that was challenged quite a bit during <laughs> when I did attend this meeting. Um so yeah, that was my previous notion and little did I know this would change very very rapidly um when I did attend this meeting. And when I did attend, we discussed a lot of things that I had learned and sort of had been exposed to during the beginning of my sort of collecting myself era, sort of like coming back home, um, just being more conscientious, being more intentional with building my relationship with God. Um, But that is a story for another day. But anyway, so I decided, you know what, I must attend this meeting because it's about romantic love and I'm out here, you know, it's been 19 years, you know, like what am I doing wrong or, you know, just to kind of see a more Christian perspective because again, I haven't been surrounded by a lot of people who are believers as well and that's probably my fault. Like if I wanted to, I could, right? I should have, I could have made the effort to do that. But that's again, not pointing fingers even if not at myself. Um, Yeah, so I attended the meeting and I went there. I was, I walked in and he prefaced it when he started preaching because when I got in, we were just sort of doing introductions because that was my first time there. All the other people that were there have been regular attendees of this group meeting, weekly meeting, meetings. So I was kind of getting acquainted with everyone, introducing myself, that type of thing. And then he prefaced by the time he began um, sort of the discussion for the evening. He prefaced it by saying, oh, this is not about relationships. This is just about love, as in, you know, like in friendship, just love as an entity, love as this thing that sort of that acts as the glue holding all of us together. And I was like, oh oh ciao anyways like i don't know i was kind of just i'm gonna be honest i was like oh okay okay this should be interesting then like i was like oh i felt i didn't feel deceived i just it was different that's that's what i'm trying to say but yeah so it wasn't that which was fine whatever and then um i guess i should have mentioned when i walked in i saw just a lot of really good looking guys that were there and they were and we 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 read the bible and again like i like i said it was all this previous perception of love being just strictly romantic we're just looking at that hyper fixating on just that aspect of love anyways we had to read the bible and one of the really attractive ones guys was reading the bible he was reading i think it was genesis chapter three with such enthusiasm, such zeal, I was like, that, that one right there, Lord, <laughs> someone like that, you know, like, it was just sort of a weird moment, like, I feel like previously, I wasn't very, 
okay i had made a list previously like i kind of knew what i wanted in a guy but it was so interesting just seeing his love and zeal for the word he was reading with so much enthusiasm again so that i don't want to say i was in love with him but it was it was a really interesting and i was like i really like that that is really cool but anyways where was i um so yeah he prefaced it by i'm telling you guys 10 different tangents to get to the point but uh yeah like i said he prefaced it with saying that um the uh basis of love that we would be discussing wouldn't be romantic or about relationships but about with relationship pertaining to friendship and just sort of this neutral idea of love and we talked about chesed love which is the hebrew word for love i said love love i i i realize that now but chesed um we talked about this idea which is defined as giving yourself fully and in the context in which we just discussed this in um we we talked about how chesed encompasses doing and not just a feeling right it's not just the feeling we often associate when we think about love it's not just the vulnerable i love you that we tend to utter to people when we feel deeply or feel one way or another about them you know it's about action and it's an ongoing action we talked about how um god constantly exhibits this um this chesed love toward us and despite what we might do you know it's not on the give and take basis it's not on the uh do me and i do you basis it's sort of a, it's just a continuous thing that happens regardless of what happens regardless of what we do you know it's not just about romance and i feel like love is just it's just such a vast concept and i and i'm sure a lot of times it sounds scary it seems like such a heavy or a very deep idea and it is very deep but it's not scary that's what i'm trying to say you know and because of this misconstruing and misconception it's it tends to be this 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 false idea of love tends to be the reason and the non-reason for failures of many relationships nowadays because again it's misunderstood and we look at it on this give and take basis it's this feeling when and when it's not reciprocated there's there are issues and that's typically not just in romantic context it's it pervades all of you know whatever instance you might look at um and i guess for the longest time i had this episode sort of brewing in my mind and on the planning document and it was just so weird or interesting i should say um just trying to put my thoughts into words for this because again it's seemingly such a deep you know context sorry such a deep idea and and just embodiment of all these different things and it doesn't have to be so complicated and it is very complicated because of this idea that it reflects doing and not just saying or feeling right you actually have to go out of your way to show it so god repeatedly 
um, tries to help the Israelites. God repeatedly tries to get us to stop wilding. He repeatedly tries to get us to turn away from all these vices, all these things that are dragging us into the ground, dragging us away from his light, dragging us from all face of reason. And it's just so interesting that despite our constant rebelling and constant just wilding, he's always there willing and, and constantly willing, constantly showing us this this love and this this gift that we honestly often might not deserve it but he does it anyway because that is part of his character that is who he is and that is just such a beautiful concept to me and the reason why i even brought this up because is because like i said i first initially heard the word chesed when i started coming back home it was just it felt like such a full circle moment actually attending this meeting and actually doing this thing because it, it had been on the back of my mind and I don't know why. Like, I feel like, again, like, you know, the flesh, you know, it was just, it was that day where I finally decided to attend because I saw the topic, which is so funny and embarrassing to admit at the same time. But it's like, yeah, it had to be done and I did eventually do it. And ever since then, that thought has not crossed my mind again. And obviously, I won't just attend that one time. But it was super interesting to see. And um, yeah, so going back to Chesed love, you know, everything sort of starts with love, you know, loving your neighbor. And once you can love your neighbor and you can submit yourself to your neighbor, to your friend, to your family, you know, once you can do that, then it can translate that love into other contexts, be it uh, romantic love or in marriage and that type of thing. Because it is about doing, um, after that meeting, I was literally recontemplating and just reevaluating the types of things that I was sort of valuing in my friendships and the types of things that I did or didn't do. And it was just a lot of sort of soul searching. It was it was a really, really interesting um, thing to do because I was, it was like my flaws, my own shortcomings were sort of laid bare before me. And I was like, girl, you know, you're not doing that. You know, you're not doing this. You know, you're failing to do that. And we had to fill out these worksheets during the, during the meeting um on different ways we can show love and and act out of love and do things out of love for others and yeah submitting to others is definitely something i needed to work on um because before you know just not just before that meeting but before actually in the context of thinking about marriage and thinking about all these things being in a relationship that type of thing i was like me Submit myself to a man, let him command me, let him make all these decisions. I'm a strong, independent woman, that type of thing. I was like, you won't catch me do that. I was I was genuinely on my high horse. I was like, the day I do XYZ, change my name. That's that's how serious I was wilding about this. So that is definitely something that I'm working on. Obviously I'm not like suddenly mad, like suddenly better, but it's definitely been a shift from what I used to have in mind compared to what 
I have sort of, I'm moving towards now. So it's definitely something I need to work on. And like I said, it's about doing. And so, you know, instead of me just putting out this abstract idea, I guess, you know, um, I guess I can sort of talk about how or what we can do to show love, especially in the context, outside the context of romance. Because like I said, I had to shift out of that and be more mindful that there are other things, that it starts from this innocent and just this wholesome place and then translates further into those contexts once you've been able to um, cultivate that wholeheartedly and without selfish intention. So um, especially in the context of friendships, I decided that I would be more intentional with my friendships. And the first thing I would do to go like go about doing that would be making plans. So like I have this friend and she got a boyfriend and I don't know, initially I would be like like I guess I wouldn't really think this sounds bad, but I wouldn't really um fixate on the idea that we didn't hang out as much as we did last year, but if she did bring it up in my head, I would be like, oh, you've got a boyfriend, you're always spending time with him, and you're always doing this, you're always doing that. But I had to reevaluate and think to myself, girl, you know, for a fact, you don't even make an effort to, um, I was saying this to myself. I said, I know for a fact, I wasn't even putting any effort into making plans or suggesting a time we could meet up and do something together. Um, And so I couldn't, actually blame her for that I couldn't expect her to read my mind and not be willing to at least put in some effort and ask before she declined a couple of times right so decided to be more intentional about making plans and being excited and and letting my friends know that I care about them as well um, second thing would be asking how are you really because I feel like I guess it's such a busy world. I don't know how else to put that, but it's such, it's so interesting how it's such a busy world in the sense that you might just greet somebody in passing and you might say, oh, how are you? And they say, good. Um, But then if someone's like bad, you know, you don't really give that much attention. If they say they're not doing well, it's, it's kind of awkward because you're probably just saying it in passing. And you don't really have time to sit and listen if things are actually not going well for them. So I feel like taking, making the effort, being intentional about, you know, checking in, asking, how are you? Um, How are you doing? Tell me. And obviously it's not like I'll always know what to say. I won't always know exactly what to say or have exactly how to advise them on how to move forward but i would be able to listen and i could comfort them and that is something that i sort of you know i feel like we all have to sort of get comfortable with doing and get good at doing you don't always have to have all the answers but yeah so might not always have these have the answer but you can listen and that shows 
just as much effort. Fourth thing would be having these types of conversations, initiating them and just saying, um, just putting these conversations, initiating this, obviously at the appropriate time, time and place, you know, read the room, that type of thing. But yeah, I'm always like, oh, I really want deep conversations. And again, same thing with the plans. I really want deep conversations, but then I'm just expecting a other person to initiate it, sort of expecting them to read my mind. And that is just so, um, I guess that's not really a healthy way to go about things. And so being, again, I'm going to use this word ad nauseum, I realize that, but having these types of conversations and bringing it up and seeing how the other person responds and it doesn't even have to be in a sort of snobby way just bring it up lightly and I guess I've often been surprised by just how much just you know the type of perspectives I've gotten from just um, just bringing up certain topics of conversation all of that to say that I really do love my friends and I guess you know being the emotional emotionally stoic baddie you know um that i am it doesn't often i guess i'm not constantly screaming that out but i really do love my friends and you know i love you all all of you listening um the whole lot of you so i guess it doesn't come across that no not that it doesn't come across that way guys i promise i'm an, i'm a i'm a nice person but I guess, like, I don't say that often, but I really do love my friends. And I want to be more intentional and just more purposeful um, about doing all these things that actively show it, right? Because I guess it's not, it really isn't enough to say you love somebody if you don't actively show it. Speaking of my friends, I remember I was, um, like I said, like, initiating these types of conversations is always really funny because it just segues from some completely random topic but speaking of my friends and speaking of deep conversations or rather really random conversations i have this one friend you know girl if you're listening to this you know who you are but um i have this friend who we were having this conversation about love and we were just talking about how a lot of times you know or no the topic, we were talking about the idea that nowadays love is somewhat non-existent among the youth. I sound like a boomer saying that among the youth. But we said it's sort of non-existent in our generation because many people, including her, don't really have marriage as a long-term goal. They just want to... She used this analogy. She said they just want to get a hit or as many hits as possible and then they're set. You know, it's all transactional based on this sort of reciprocity. Um, and the analogy was <laughs> they see love or relationships as how you would look at charging your phone or some other device. You plug in and once you got your fill, you move on and you only come back once you need to refill again. And it was so funny. I was dying of laughter because... I just, it felt like the most out-of-pocket thing that you could possibly say. And it was it just felt so uncalled for. And I guess, sadly, that's sort of the mindset of many people. As I said um, earlier on in the episode, it's so misunderstood that I guess we have many people just kind of acting out 
or doing things that are not um, not sort of conducive to the actual idea of love. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. It was super funny, but it was kind of sad. And even me, me, Seth, I'm talking when I was only fixating on that aspect and I was sort of like that in that way. But that is a topic for another day because I sort of, if I start talking about that now, this episode will never end. So I guess going off of what is often misconstrued as being what love is, um, I guess we can look at it more in the sort of broad context, both of therapy and daily life. Um, I know I know a lot of people, I guess now it's not as stigmatized to be seeing a shrink, you know, or going to a therapist, that type of thing, which is good, which is nice because I was actually thinking about this. I was like, you know what? Therapy in itself, in and of itself, is another form of love because when you go to therapy, you're trusting another person with, you know, essentially you're trusting another person with your being, your your mind, your everything, the quiddity of your being, and that is that is a lot. And by the end of it, they're bound by this love in that they are under this um, contractual obligation to keep it, whatever it is you disclose to them, they have to keep that confidential, they have to listen and then guide you on your journey to healing and rec- reconciling your past. And I mean, I guess um, initially going into therapy, taking that step and going to start seeing a therapist is a really big step because you're putting your trust in this other person. You're giving yourself fully to another person. And though like, I guess some people, they go to therapy, but they hide a lot of things just because they're not well acquainted to the therapist, but that's a completely different story, you know? Same same idea, you know? And this has been a huge point of contention for me in the past because I always had this feeling that the only person that can really ever know you is, well, you. You're the one that has to live with yourself in your own head constantly. And so you're the one that ultimately knows about you. And I know that sounds very depressing and sort of very cynical, but that was my mindset for a really long time. And I guess that's really interesting, especially for somebody that really likes um, all matters of the brain. Like, I love the brain. I love watching and seeing how people act and observing and, and, and just knowing about what turns people's wheels, what grinds their gears, what makes them spin, that type of thing. It's just such a fascinating topic for me. Um, and I guess I've honestly, I've had to come to terms with this idea that, you know what? It's not such a bad thing to go to therapy. I re- <laughs> it's not it's not a bad thing, you know. A lot of people have had great testimony from this and um it's just really it's great. It's really great for them to get this going and 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 to have all the success from being able to share and having another person suture these fragments of all these different things that have amalgamated and led them to the point that they are in, in their lives. So again, this sense of love 
you know, the, mind you, the therapists are being paid to do their jobs, but they are driven by this need to help other people and because they see the struggle that these other people are going through and they want to ensure that they can sort of mend them and and, and put them back together and allow them to go on and and do good things and, and, and excel and do whatever it is that they need to do in their daily lives. Because I had this preconception that going to a therapist holds so much weight, just like the idea of love, I always felt like I'm the only person that deserves to know me on such a level, you know. I'm the only person that's allowed to know all of this stuff that goes on in my head. It was definitely a huge point of contention and I'm Thank goodness, thank God that I am honestly have shifted from that sort of point of view. And there are a lot of things, I will say, there are, are, there are a lot of things that I don't think I will ever tell anybody else. And I, it's a process. It's definitely a process. But coming from that place where I was basically in denial, bro, I was like, no, I cannot see, I cannot see myself going to a therapist. You know, I'm the only person that knows what goes on in my head. What goes on in my head will stay in my head. And I've definitely come out of that mindset, which is good. And again, look at me now. I'm sitting here talking to a microphone. And by making this podcast, I'm essentially therapizing myself. So, you know, full circle moment if I've ever seen one. But on a serious note, um, it is something that I look forward to doing. Just let me, let me get this money up and um, we'll see how that goes for sure. Um, And I guess, and I guess therapy just, it falls within the larger context of, or yeah, it falls within the larger context of loving your neighbors as yourself. That's what it all boils down to. Loving other people unconditionally with no expectation of them rewarding you in some way. Not just with no, um, you know, no expectation of being paid back, just doing it. And keyword here is doing. Chesed. Encompassing that. Not just saying, oh, I love you so much, girl. But then you're in the back gossiping about them. That's not love. Or you talk to you, your friend and you say you love your friend, but then every time they need your help, every time they need an ear to listen, um, you're, you're suddenly busy and you know you have to go uh, do something else, right? That is not love. So you want to be intentional. I know you're probably tired of me using that word, but it really is important to stress it. Um, being intentional, just doing it, acting out of love, serving them, helping them with their homework, helping them study, helping to listen to them when they have problems. You don't always have to have the answers. Listening is a huge thing. And sometimes that's all some people need. Look at me. Wow. Lovely. So yeah, just loving for the sake of loving, loving your neighbor, because as said, as it is written in the Bible, love is... The greatest law of all loving one's neighbor is the greatest law of all and just like just like how god loves us he gave us this free will um to choose between life between death to choose whether or not 
you want to accept his gift. And we have the opportunity to share this gift with each other. And I am sharing these um, anecdotes and all of these tangents put together strung by love because I love you all. And because, I don't know, this was on my mind and I really felt compelled to get this out today. Um, that about brings us to the end of the episode. Before I leave you all to it, I will again end off with a rough definition based on what um, we sort of talked about there, um, just so it's more coherent because I was, you know, I was telling different stories and that's the fun part, you know, subscribe, tune in, follow if you haven't already. But let me end it off with this definition. Love is giving your all to someone fully doing, not just saying, and not expecting something in return. And even if there's a lot of uncertainty, and even if there are a lot of ups and downs, and even if it feels like someone might be undeserving of it, we too, you know, putting that into perspective, we too tend to wild out. And if someone else were to point out just how many times we've been wilding out in the past, it would be you know, we wouldn't be able to be on our high horses. And so because of all this uncertainty and because of the fact that not everybody might reciprocate, being able to sort of encapsulate this idea of love is having the capacity to be okay with that uncertainty, to be trusting and to just continue acting out of love and just loving for the sake of loving. And um, it's having that certainty and assurance from God that he shall be with you through it all, you know? And I'll end it off with a scripture. So this part isn't scripture, but though human love may be fleeting and it may falter, as it is written in Psalm 52 verse 8, I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfalling love and forever and ever. And that is all that brings us to the conclusion of this episode. And now that we're actually at the end, I just remembered um, when I put the title, the first thing, the only thing I kept thinking about was that song. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. And I'm, I'm honestly kind of mad I forgot to mention that earlier on in the episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, way too sort of just goof off from such a serious episode. Um, but I really do hope you guys enjoyed that one. These conversations seem to get deeper and deeper each time. And honestly, I can't say I mind them, you know, just any chance to get philosophical or just to have these types of conversations is honestly just so interesting to me. So yeah, now that I've voiced my thoughts into the void, it's out there now for all of you to hear, all of you to listen to all to understand, consume, interpret, argue, whichever one you so please. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. So free, free, feel free to reach out, follow me on social medias. Um, if you'd like to continue discussion, you'd like, you're free to do that as well. I hope you enjoyed listening. I thank you for listening. I love you all and I really do appreciate you guys being here. 
and I hope you'll drift once more into orbit with planet Annie. And that is all for me for today. Until next time, ciao.